Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 153 of the IA Cast. All right, with me today, I have Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. And Taylor Arndt. Hello, everyone. All right, so Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first official podcast of the new year. Um, our Unbox Cast will be coming up before that, uh, but this is our first recording in the new year of 2021. We made it. 2020 is over. Woo! Yay! Right? So we'll see how this year presents us. So um, as usual, we're streaming this to YouTube, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys today's show. We wanted to really kind of talk about some accomplishments that we've had and some new tech stuff that we're that we've purchased. And uh, there hasn't been much tech news. I mean, it's the middle of the quiet season, but we still wanted to do a podcast. And so we wanted to talk about some cool stuff that we found and that we've purchased and and created. So, uh, Jason, why don't you talk about what you just got in the mail today? Alrighty, so I have been looking for a setup that would allow you to sound relatively decent and uh, not cost a lot of money. Depending on your situation, I may or may not have failed. <laughs> but um, I've also, you know, it, it, it had to cover two criteria. A, not cost a terrible amount of money, and B, allow me to be very lazy and not have to sit in front of my mixer. And I, at least I can say that I appear to have accomplished that. So what I did is, because my girlfriend is awesome and can totally out-internet search me, um, <laughs> I grabbed the Philips... What are these things? The I think they are... We'll link to them, but I they are the P... Sorry, the SHP9500. I believe is what these are. Uh, I keep forgetting if they're SH, uh, SHP or SPH. I think they're SHP. Like I said, we'll link to them. They are a relatively inexpensive open back set of headphones. And while I understand open back headphones aren't necessarily what you want um, when you're doing podcast stuff because they tend to bleed, if you're careful, you can make it work. Um, I didn't actually realize they were open-back headphones until after I actually purchased them. So, oops. Oh, well. I think I'll like them anyway. Um, and I also have the Vmoda Boom Mic Pro. So, this is a microphone that is on a boom. And uh, what you do is, if you have a set of headphones that have a detachable 3.5mm to 3.5mm audio cable... You can replace it with this microphone and uh, use it on your headphones. Um, it, for whatever reason, isn't working on my Mac, uh, in my Mac's headphone jack. So I don't know if it's a weird polarity or what, but I'm using, <laughs> a, right now, a sound card from some one of my Andrea binaural headphone sets uh, to get the microphone to work on my Mac. I'm going to get a different sound card down the road, but that's what I'm using at the moment. And as you guys can hear, it it sounds pretty decent. I'm, you know, pleasantly surprised at uh, at how it sounds. And I mean, you know, it's surprisingly good 
yes, I spent over $100 trying to get this set up, but that's only because I didn't have a set of headphones. That would work. If I did, it would have only cost me about 30 35 bucks, which is about the price point I was trying to get into, because that's reasonable. So, it's got a um, rotary volume control, and it has a uh, mute switch, and the controller itself is... Um, there's also a clip that you can clip to your clothing or whatever uh, that's attached to the controller. And uh, the cable for this thing is braided, which is kind of nice. It kind of feels a little bit like a skinnier version of the uh, 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 power cable on the HomePod. So it's uh, I think it's going to be interesting. So far, I'm keeping them. <laughs> that's cool. And uh, Taylor, you plan to get those as well. Is that right? Yeah, so actually, uh, while we were trying to go live here, trying to figure everything out, I, uh, I'm in the process right now of actually ordering them. And I am really excited. So hopefully they will work out as well as they did for Jason. So once we are done with this podcast, I'm literally going to hit purchase on Amazon and make sure that I don't have two of them in my cart. Because right now I've got six items in my cart. And it says it's going to be over $230. I was like, oh, boy, we've got a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm pretty excited, and I really need to sound better because right now my setup is kind of terrible. Uh, but, you know, it works for now, but I'm pretty excited. And plus, when I do my online courses, I need a really good setup. And I prefer not to buy a mixer because, let's just be honest, I am not the best at when it comes to audio at all. So... Try well, to make you also it have simple. Space concerns in your apartment. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I also live in a 450 square foot apartment, so have to love that. So, yeah. I will say, I hope this actually works out better for you than it does me, and that you don't necessarily have to have a sound card to use this microphone. Right. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Although I do need a sound card in general for another project, but I prefer not to have a million different sound cards. Just that would just be easy. But we'll see. I mean, my MacBook Pro is pretty new. Uh, right now, I'm on my 2017 MacBook Pro. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I'm also going to be looking at this. Yeah, I think that uh, it's really exciting, like, to, that kind of a setup. I'm really curious. I want, I'm looking at ordering the that mic, at least, because I have the Surface headphones. And uh, so they sh that microphone should plug right into those. So I'm really excited to see how, how well it works. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's, <coughs> it, 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 it is an omnidirectional microphone. So if I move away from it a little bit, I'm not going to um, <laughs> because I like where it's sitting right now. But if I were to move away from it slightly, you'd still be able to hear me. Um, more so than you would with uh, something like the CADS, which is a little more unidirectional. Ideally, you would want unidirectional, but I mean, obviously, this isn't uh, this isn't terrible. And I, as far as I can tell, you can't necessarily hear the. Uh, I'm saying necessarily a lot, but you can't hear the echoes of my of my room very well through this thing. I don't think. No. Right. It sounds really so. good. So. That's Jason's purchases uh, recently. Um, I have the good fortune to be able to purchase a, a new toy, and that is the M1 MacBook Pro. Um, I needed it to test some apps, 
and be able to work with iOS apps on the Mac in the full native environment. And so I picked one of these up. I didn't get the 16 gigs of RAM, but I got 512 gigs of hard drive. And I'm very excited to report that I have not gotten the fan to spin up once. And that's pretty great. Yeah, I'm shocked by that. Yeah. Only because you haven't tried my trick yet. No, I have not tried that. But I've tried Minecraft, I've tried Xcode, all the stuff that we get my fans on this computer to spin up have not even caused anything on the other machine. Uh, I have OneDrive, Dropbox, and all kinds of stuff running, so it's uh, pretty crazy what it can do. And uh, being able to install iOS apps is neat, but one of the things to keep in mind with that, folks, is that not all apps will show up. Um, the uh, Microsoft apps, Google apps, and a lot of other big companies' apps do not show up in the uh, iOS app store that you could search on the Mac. So that was a little disappointing to me. And like um, Bard Mobile does not show up, but Bookshare does. Um, I have not checked for Dolphin Easy Reader. I want to find out if that does. Okay. And a few others, but um, one that I thought was neat was Pythonista that does show up where you could write Python code and test your user interfaces on the Mac and then export them to iOS. That is a big deal. Oh, yes. Um, as far as video streaming apps, the only one that I found is HBO Max. Uh, I doubt it's any more accessible on uh, Mac OS than it is on iOS, so don't get your hopes up there if you're a voiceover user. But who knows? Maybe, maybe it does work better. I don't know. And then... Uh, just running commands on the thing is very fast. It's very snappy. But there are certain things that you can't do. Like um, I tried to program in a thing called WX Python. And building Python graphical interfaces does not work on uh, Mac OS uh, in Big Sur for the M1 Macs at this time. So that's also something that's a little disappointing. So keep that in mind. And some things you may try to do as far as really advanced developer things may not work. And uh, every Rosetta app I've used has worked great. So it's really exciting stuff. So I'm really happy that we have, you know, the ability to use this hardware. And it's just amazing how well this stuff works uh, using uh, ARM chips, like what we have in our phones, um, compared to like the Intel and the AMD out there. It's just really amazing being able to work with that. And one thing that I like about the 13-inch compared to the 16, I can see my touch bar a lot easier on the 13-inch. I think that has to do with the fact that there's just less space to have to move your head to look at it for somebody low vision, but it, it has made it easier. So uh, I still use my 16-inch. I'm recording on it now. There's still a lot of things that uh, I need my 16-inch for, like more power, more RAM, and more hard drive. But... At times, I like to just uh, the 13-inch is more of a laptop. It's I can I can use it in my lap, and that helps out a lot. I I could be more mobile with it, so I like that a tremendous amount. So we did an unbox cast on that uh, Thursday, and it will be out in a few days, probably Saturday by next Saturday, and uh, it talks about like some of the apps that we've looked for, how setting up the Mac. Um, and don't think that you've gotten away with voiceover busy portions because they're still there, but they're less. Wouldn't you say, Jason? 
From what I've noticed, I only really remember one, and I don't even remember what it was. I remember we thought we had one initially, but it was just one of those um, uh, busy progress, progress indicators, which I think are the spinning kind of progress indicator. They call them activity indicators. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So, yeah, I think we 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 did have one, but, you know, keep in mind your your mileage may vary depending on how you uh, use the M1 Mac. So, mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully it's true. Hopefully they really do have less busies. But uh, now I yeah. saw OneDrive had a busy, but that was a OneDrive issue, not a voiceover issue because I wasn't running voiceover at the time. So you still get the the spinning beach ball uh, busy, but right. I think that was in a setup screen of some sort, Michael. Because I remember, like, it's a busy progress indicator. So it wasn't actually a busy, but yeah, I think it was somewhere right. in the setup. But then you also have to keep in mind we've had some weird things happen with voiceover when we've been uh, testing. Um, let's see, it said like. It made a weird noise. Remember, Michael? So, like, voiceover off, but it was, like, high-pitched. Yes. Yes. That, that did happen. And it was Alex, but pitched all the way up instead of the Siri female when I turned uh, off voiceover once. Yep. So, you are going to have weird issues like that. So, just keep that in mind that it voiceover is a little bit clunky right now, wouldn't you say, Michael? Uh, instead of clunky, I would use unstable. Uh, but I think a lot of the operating system ways. is since it's... The first version of that. Right, yeah. So just keep in mind, because it's a first version, and so things may not always work, but I mean, it's definitely a really cool machine, and I like being able to kind of hear what's going on over Zoom and just knowing what we're doing. But yeah, it's pretty cool. So I my, will probably upgrade the next like couple of years, but yeah. My only complaint is that it has the, the, this model has the ports on the left side, and that's really the lower-end machines that do that. Uh, I think the higher end, when they come out, they'll have them on both sides. But either way, it's a good machine. Yeah, I am kind of a little bit eh, meh, I guess, about having the uh, ports on the left side. But honestly, I don't tend to use the right-hand USB port on my Mac much. Um, so it may not be as big of a problem for me as it could be, maybe. I don't know. I don't have it yet. So. Well, on my 16-inch Mac right now, I have um, the the AC adapter, which is USB-C. Okay. I, I have headphone jack plugged in. I have the microphone uh, cable plugged in, which is on a converter. I have um, a, a lightning a USB-C to lightning cable and USB-C to USB-C. All five of my ports on this machine currently are taken up. Oh, man. So this is why I still, one of the reasons why I still need a 16-inch machine uh, that, you know, can still do some of the heavy lifting that we're doing now because I couldn't do that on the fifth, on that 13-inch uh, computer. It's very interesting, though, what it can do. Like, the possibilities are, are endless, really, because you have the best of Apple hardware, uh, you know, that they make, not necessarily what you can get from Intel or AMD. You get what they make. And so it'll make the experience even better, and which also helps to build better apps, which is what uh, we did yesterday. And uh, we actually built, uh, we're working on a few new apps for iOS and Mac. Um, I, uh, along with Taylor, 
built a uh, markdown editor yesterday. And the neat thing about that is it's accessible and it allows for easy access to writing your markdown and then seeing what it is in a preview on the, uh, to the right of it. And so it's a great note-taking app if you just want to write markdown or if you're writing, uh, if you use Pinecast to do your podcast uh, hosting, um, it's easy to write it in there and copy and paste it. Um, Taylor is also making a uh, RTF uh, application, like an editor for that, um, that will be accessible, that's easy to use. And we understand that, you know, uh, there are apps out there that could do this, but the simplicity that this offers is what we're going for. Mm-hmm. And uh, explain this one to folks because they may not uh, understand this one, Taylor, but you're making a uh, a app that can write and preview uh, math. So talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, probably a lot of you guys, especially those who are in college or who've had some familiarity with accessible math, know that a lot of blind people that don't use Braille necessarily for the math, they use something called LaTeX or LaTeX. It's kind of a weird pronunciation, but it's a mathematical typesetting language for the computer. And basically it's almost like a coding language in a sense, but you can write, you know, common symbols like fractions and, you know, you can basically represent your math. And what's cool is that when you turn it into a teacher, it will compile into be fully like print representations of all the symbols. So a lot of sighted people use these editors that have the previewers on the right. So you'll write the code on the left and it will auto preview on the right so that they can see what it looks like in real time, which is great. But a lot of these are not accessible. In fact, I haven't found a single accessible mark, um, excuse me, uh, LaTeX editor that will allow me to A, preview, and B, write the code in the same screen. So it's really nice because if you are taking classes at a college and your professor doesn't happen to know this LaTeX, well, it doesn't really matter because they can see the print output on the right side. And so it's really nice. And so I'm actually in the process of writing one right now, and I'm hoping that I can make the previewer fully accessible. There are a lot of challenges when it comes to that because a lot of the LaTeX gets rendered in images, but that's really nothing I can control. But I'm hoping that I can be able to make something fully accessible so that if you guys need to write math, you will have a accessible option that will allow you to write and preview. Well, you just gave me an idea of how to make it more accessible. Oh, what is that? Expand on that. I think Uh, people would want to hear it. Um, well, there's a little app we're developing called Perspective. Oh. And if we add uh, Perspective Core to the uh, rendering, where uh, if you focus on it with, or if you say uh, speak speak uh, math spe- speak preview, then it could read speak the preview. preview. Out. It could read the preview out to you to see if what's there is adequate. So that's a neat idea. Never thought yes. about that. I never did too. And and also, like I said. Keep in mind, there are other apps that will allow you to take images of math and render them. Um, but I don't think there's actually any for Mac. Uh, probably you guys have heard of Empty Reader. If not, it's like a editor package that will allow you to extract math. And you can have it 
like I said, read the PDFs and it will try to do OCR. It has like three different OCR engines. It's pretty complicated. And for those who don't know, OCR is optical character recognition, but it will try to make the math accessible from like inaccessible media. But there's obviously a lot of challenges when it comes to that. But yeah, I'm hoping that we can try to make this a, a more accessible and inclusive feel. I mean, because there's a lot going on right now with the pandemic and virtual learning. You know, it's not as easy, unfortunately, now is just say, oh, get some Braille, you know, write it out. Well, that's great. But then how are you going to get it to your teacher if you guys are all virtual? So there's more considerations. And of course, you could, you know, do the Braille note and stuff. But, you know, you have to deal with weird symbols. But regardless, there's not a really good solution out there. And so hopefully we can kind of get a good solution out there so that especially if you're a Mac user, you can be able to do it. And even if you're on iOS also, you can still do it. Yeah. And so that's just a few things that will be worked on this year. And, you know, a lot of these things are actually uh, already tested. We started on the uh, markdown and finished the markdown editor yesterday. We worked on the uh, Taylor's currently working on the RTF editor and the uh, uh, LaTeX editor. And later this year, uh, coming up this year, we're going to have apps like VO Starter 4.0. We're going to have uh, Perspective AI come out. We're going to have all these other apps from iAccessibility and uh, Taylor's Accessibility Services that will really change uh, a lot of the accessible app landscape on the Mac and iOS as far as productivity. So I think it's going to be an awesome year. Yes, it's going to be great. And I'm so super happy that I'm learning uh, iOS development. And for those who do not know, iOS development is one of the most accessible fields that you can do from a blind person's perspective. It didn't used to be this way when they had the storyboards, which are basically where you had to drag and drop components, but it's really accessible now where you can literally just write your code and basically like it will make the interface and you can like preview it. And it will, like I said, there's no drag and drop required. It's called Swift UI. But, you know, like I said, as blind people, we can do it and it will auto, like, it'll help us lay things out, you know, because we are not the best at trying to lay things out visually. So, yeah, iOS development is one of the most accessible fields that you can get into. Yep. All right. Do you guys have any other topics to bring up before we go ahead and wrap up the short podcast today? I think the only thing I would have to say is that we definitely live in very interesting times and I'm, I'm not referring to the situation with the pandemic or anything like that but i mean we live in very interesting times in that you know if you look at what technology is allowing us to do and allowing us to create and 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 everything it's really 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 cool and you know i think apple's helping with that um with the invention of the m1 uh, so, but I'm very excited to see where, you know, technology, the developments in technology and everything takes us because <laughs> I guess to put it simply, we can only go up from here. Mm -hmm. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I think we kind of did our own picks during this show. So with all of that being said, uh, Taylor, where can people find you online? So you guys can find me producing content for iAccessibility. And you could also, as Michael referenced, you can learn about my company, 
where I do accessibility auditing, remediation, and website development. And soon I will be partnering with iAccessibility to provide these awesome apps that we've been talking about all the show. And so you can email me at Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at iAccessibility.net. You can visit my website, Taylor, A-R-N-D-T dot com. Or you can follow me on social media. My Facebook is Taylor Arndt. And Twitter is Taylor Arndt underscore 22. But if you want to send me a friend request, that is cool. Uh, it would be nice if you would send me a note just saying that you found me through the IA cast. And yeah, I'm pretty easy to find all over the web. So that is where you can find me. All right, Jason, where can people find you online? People can find me not sitting in front of my mixer producing. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I had to. But no, seriously, people can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JDE. That's Julia Delta Echo. 91. I do ask that if you add me to social media that you let me know that you have found me from the IA cast, and please be aware that while I do not post often, I do exist. <laughs> he really does. He's he's not an AI. He he is real. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. So you could find me, Michael Doeys, producing content for accessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys, that's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iaccessibility.net. You could find me on my website, michaeldoeys.com. I'm Mike Doeys on pretty much anything like Twitter, uh, all over the web, and on Facebook, I'm Michael Doeys. And uh, just let me know you found me from the IACast. That way I know you're not uh, a new Facebook account that was just created yesterday. Those do exist, folks. I am not kidding. Um, I've been, I get free requests from people that like, uh, Okay, you don't have any uh, mutual friends. You Your account was made in 2021. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get so many of those, it's ridiculous. So, um, yeah, just let me know uh, where you found me. And, um, you know, I'm all over the web. And uh, so I look forward to seeing you on social media. And we will see you next time on YouTube for another recording of the show and on our podcast streams. So, if you don't know, we are on YouTube. Find us by looking at iAccessibility or the IACast. And you can um, watch our feeds every two weeks. We, we post on uh, Twitter, iAccessibility1, which we'll talk about after we shut up on the podcast. And you'll be able to like and subscribe and add the notifications and all the YouTube stuff that we always ask you to do. So, please do that. We're excited that we now have 70 subscribers on our YouTube channel, so that's awesome. We appreciate all of that, and we will see you in two weeks for another uh, episode of the IACast. So thank you so much. Happy New Year. Hope you all had a great holiday season, and we will see you much more this year than we did last, so we'll be back for a lot more content. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Right. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. 
Got Twitter? Follow us at iAccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.